0: Welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast.
1: We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the word of God.
0: So it's just um, my honor and joy to be able to welcome Dr. Cecil Stewart. This man, he is an OBE as well for all his service and everything he's done. Maybe he'll tell us a little bit about that. Apart from being senior pastors Dr. Cecil and Evelyn uh, for many years of Jordanstown Christian Centre. They've done a lot of missions and continue to do that. Primarily in Italy, Kenya and Uganda. But Ireland and other places. So I tell you, tent crusades way back in the day. Mum and Dad were doing tent crusades. Doing tent crusades. Great friends of Mum and Dad. So we're so honoured and blessed to have you. I want you to Get your notebooks out, get your Bibles ready, and receive what God has for you. And we're just going to release the children and the youth to go to your classes now. Have a great time. And come ahead, uh, Dr. Cecil. We're ready to receive all that God has given for
1: us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. It certainly is a great honor and privileged to be with you here today and I have great expectation. Why? Because God's people are together and they're people of faith, people of vision, and not only that, the Holy Spirit's here. Jesus is here and I'm expecting his power to be manifested. I brought with me a few E-Hope builders. They're absolutely free. And uh, one of them is called Getting Over What Gets You Down. Does anybody have any problem any time with anything that gets you down or tries to get you down? Well, this will be a a hope and an encouragement to you. Uh, Sorry. Then there's one on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. These are all free. Uh, You're welcome to take some and give them to friends. And then we also have one for youth, youth alert, identity, and destiny. I heard about these two uh, people in Ballymena. There were two brothers who just, I think, everyone I mentioned, identity. Uh, they were both uh, anything but a, a benefit to the community, these people in Ballymena. Uh, in fact, they were both really uh, terrorists, and there were really breaking into houses or drugs and everything else. And suddenly one of the brothers who'd been in and out of prison, one of them dropped dead and there had no church connection and the remaining one, he said, "Eh, what am I going to do? He had no connection. So he went to the local uh, church of Ireland and uh, he said to him, my brother suddenly dropped dead and I have no connection. Would, Would you take the funeral? And he said, I I don't know if my board would would really want to do that, but we'll check it out. And so he said to him, well, look, haven't you got a building fund? And he said, yes. He said, well, if if you will take the funeral and say what I want you to say about my brother, we will give you a donation of 20,000 pounds. So suddenly he was interested And uh, anyway, to cut it very short, uh, on the day of the funeral, the uh, minister had undertaken to, to say what he wanted them to say. So he got up and he said, well, you know these brothers here who've created chaos in the community, they've broken into homes, they've been in and out of prison, and he said, they really have... Done much damage to our community but he says compared to his brother he was a saint he was speaking about the the one who was still alive (laughs) he says he was a saint so he's talking about identity so I'm glad we don't have to depend on people to give us our identity we have a great identity so copies of this available. Uh, this is one called Change and Choice. How you can have a big change in your life, but a choice is yours, how you handle change. Exercising your influence. Encouraging you to in kingdom influence in the community, wherever you are. These are all free. Do take them with with you and share them, please. Well, yes, it is a great honor to be here, and I really appreciate the long-term relationship we have with the Navi family, and certainly remember a great man of God, a man of great integrity, Pastor John, who's now in heaven, and his wife and all the family have been a great inspiration to us over the years. And we've seen the great heart he had for the kingdom and for reaching out to the lost, and empowering people to reach their full potential so we expect that to exceed and accelerate in the days ahead. Could we stand for just a moment a we word of prayer please I will bring a short word to you this morning slip your hands up and say thank you for your presence Father we do praise you and thank you today that we're looking to you and you are the source of our lives. Thank you, Lord, you have transformed us. You have become all that we need. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are all that we need. So, Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit will move throughout this gathering as we just sang, that everyone will be touched of the Lord today. Let a new vision come to every one of us. May your name be glorified and honored here today. And may your people be built up in the most holy faith, in Jesus' precious name. Amen, amen. Thank you very much. Okay, happy to just follow the leading of the Holy Spirit today. And so I want to speak on preparation for elevation. Everybody say preparation for elevation. And I'm not just talking about going to heaven although we all are looking forward to going there someday. But I'm talking about rising higher now. How many know God wants us to rise higher in our expectation, rise higher in our faith, and be ready for God to empower us to do more and reach more? Preparation for elevation. Evelyn and I were in Italy, we preached quite a lot. In Italy over the years and uh, we were speaking at a conference and there was morning services afternoon and evening services we came out of the morning service and we had a short time to go up to our room was, uh, in a hotel where there's a ballroom there where the conference was held and uh, we stepped into the lift and we were speaking about the wonderful atmosphere of the meeting and just talking each other generally. We stepped into the they call it elevator over there and uh, we were talking away in the elevator and suddenly I realized we're not moving. We forgot to press the button (laughs) to take us up to the floor where we were going and uh, it's important for us to use our faith to rise higher and you have to use press the button, exercise your faith to go up to a higher level And God wants us to rise higher in our expectation, higher in our vision, higher in our reaching out to win the lost, and as our expectation grows, we will continue to rise higher. And this is what was said in Psalm chapter 3, verses 3, well, verse 2 and 3, actually. Psalms 3, verse 2 and 3, David said, And we have it, I think, on the overhead. Basically, what he said was, there's many who say there's no hope for him in God. But then he said, But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. Amen. I want you to know today you're not alone. If you're struggling, if you're coming through trials and don't understand what's happening in the world today, And none of us do understand all that's going on. But we do know that our God's a shield for us. that he's our glory and the lifter of our head. And I had the sense in my heart this morning that this church is going to go higher and higher and higher. So prepare for elevation. Preparation for elevation. That means training more, empowering more, equipping more getting ready to reach out more. We're coming to the very end of this age, really. I believe we're living in the last of the last days. So we need to be ready and listening to the Holy Spirit because he wants to do much more through us. You, O Lord, are a shield to me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. I remember hearing Billy Graham years and years ago And he told about going to China on a massive mission way back at the beginning of his ministry. And he went for a walk with his wife along the street. And he noticed on the street as he saw people walking, they were all walking, nearly all of them, with their head down, looking at the footpath. But God wants our heads to be lifted up in praise. Amen. The world may try to pull you down. And I want to tell you, we have everything to look up for. Amen. So look up. God has got big things in store for you. He's my glory and the lifter of my head. And then it tells us in Hebrews 1.3 that he upholds all things by the word of his power. The Lord Jesus, he upholds all things by the word of his power. He's the one who holds us up. And he is the one empowers us to rise higher. Psalm 63, verse 8 says, Your right hand upholds me. I believe we need to confess these things every day. There's tremendous power in proclamation. We need to be saying what God says about us, that we're not defeated, that we're not depending on our own ability. God Almighty has empowered us to overcome every obstacle, because of who is in us. And then it tells us there in Psalm thirty-seven, seventeen. 17 that he upholds the righteous. He upholds the righteous. So God is upholding us. We're not depending on ourselves. We've come through really ma- massive trials in our life. Uh, when we were about to get married and that's 40 <laughs> 50, how many years? 54 years now in September since Evelyn asked me to marry her. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, since we were married on the 15th of September, 1967. How many remember? How many were not born then? There you are. There are only children around here. Here we are, 54 years in September. And we're blessed, but when we were about to get married, we had been having meetings. I'd been preaching. I was also in a business world and healthcare, and we had a developing business. But anyway, uh, I was hit with a horrible disease called tuberculosis, and and severe depression. I mean depression, and I couldn't think straight. At the very same time, Evelyn had just qualified from her studies and being a nurse and she just got registration. And we were looking forward to a great life together, but she got a horrible shock and discovered that she had cancer. Cancer of the glands. Hodgkin's disease. And the prognosis was that That particular kind of cancer, the textbook said, the patient lasts two years at the most. And so we were heading out, just about to get married, and it looked like our whole lives were thrown into disarray. The enemy tried to wipe us out. And I want to tell you, if you're under attack, it's not because you have no future. It's because the devil knows you've got a future, and he wants to stop you long story but many of you will know the story but over a period of many years uh, she well actually over a period of months she made a recovery in the first case we got married two children five grandchildren and then the disease returned and the next time they gave her absolutely no hope whatsoever but one of the scriptures that really empowered us over the years, First Peter two twenty four. It says, "Who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness." By whose stripes ye were healed. And so we, although we were down and we were, we were hit with confusion because when you have a double major blow like that, it does take you a while steady up and so we were wondering do we put the wedding off do we uh, do we cancel it what's going to happen what future have we and so it looked so hopeless but as we waited on the lord Evelyn went through procedures and treatments and after all was done dr lynch who was the one in charge at the time the specialist he called me in and said, I'm sorry to tell you, but your wife's days are numbered. But I'm so glad that man's word's not the final word. His word's the final word. Amen. And he reigns over all. And so, anyway, by the grace of God, we got on with our lives. We went on and started to develop the nursing homes. We went on, got missions going again. We, we just kept going, and Evelyn and I, well, we have ministered to millions, literally. We've been all over Africa, Uganda, Malawi, help me, Rwanda, Kenya, uh, you know, all over Africa, where we have field fills of people, multitudes estimated in the very first crusade we had in Nairobi, Horo Park, uh, if you know horror Park, it's a massive field. And they reckon there was something around 200,000 people came to the mission. We saw multitudes come to Christ. And so by the grace of God, in spite of all the attacks of the enemy, by his grace, by the grace of God, we have been able to continue. And he's bigger than our problems. Amen. he's bigger than ev- every battle we face. Acts 10.38 is one of my favorite verses. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Jesus was on the move. Are you on the move or are you stuck? How many know it's good to be on the move? It's good to be on the move in faith. Stepping out, believing for miracles. I remember when I was a child, my mother had a very, very serious illness and they told her she wasn't gonna make it. And she asked one of the people in in the connection she had with the Church of Ireland uh, about a miracle, would God have a miracle? And they told her, the age of miracles is over. Isn't that terrible? The age of miracles is over. But she continued to search and seek. And she went with my brother to a small group who prayed for her. And she hadn't been able to eat uh, anything, only just milk and biscuits. She was suffering horrible. But she took it for granted. She was healed, even though she didn't feel anything. She went home and put on the pan as they did in those days on the farm, and she never had another problem with those ulcers. Lived to be almost 90. So the age of miracles is not over. We have a God of miracles who fills every age. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So remember that verse. Acts ten thirty-eight. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost, with power. Who went about healing all who are oppressed of the devil. So Jesus was on the move. And we intend to keep on the move. Amen? We've got a lot to do yet. There's a lot of needs all around us. Thank God for these folks who led the worship marvelous worship this morning. For everyone who works in the church. You're on the move. You're moving your faith. You're stepping out. Somebody said, I don't believe in miracles. I said, you will when you need one when something happens and you have no other answer. We've seen many miracles over the years. We were in Italy, and uh, we were in a church on Sunday morning, about a thousand people, and uh, were worshiping and praising, and the Italians know how to worship. Once they have been saved and filled with the Spirit, they really appreciate the blessing of God. And Evelyn had shared her st- testimony, faith was high, I was about to preach, I did preach actually and then I had the people stand up at the end and I said I believe there's people with needs maybe suffering with cancer or sickness miracles are now going to happen in the next few minutes and as we spoke against disease and declared healing over the gathering a lady in the balcony I didn't know what happened but she collapsed and fell I thought perhaps she's had fainted or I didn't know what had happened, so I said to my interpreter, Romolo, I said, what has happened? And he said, I don't know, keep going. So anyway, we, we just prayed the prayer of faith and spoke healing. We discovered at the end of the meeting, that young woman who fell, she had actually a cancerous growth on her breast. She was ill. And when I prayed the prayer of faith, she was lifting r- her hands up and receiving. And they took her out after the meeting in, to the bathroom and checked and that growth had vanished and totally gone. Well, give the Lord a hand and praise him. (laughs) Hallelujah. I I believe we have far greater power than we think. We tolerate the devil more than we ought to. We should put the devil under our feet. He is a defeated foe and he hates God's people and he's against you. But of God before you, who can be against you? And God is with you every moment of the day. Ephesians 2, 6 and 8 reminds us that we've been raised up together and made to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And he's far above all principalities and powers in every name. He's raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. So the enemy is under feet, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. I want to tell you, we need to use our faith a lot more. Our faith will move mountains, will deal with the enemy. But if we tolerate the enemy, he'll just he'll, he'll keep doing what he's always done. But we tell him, get your hands off God's people in the name of Jesus. I remember one of the crusades in fields in Africa, where there was a whole band of witches, had gathered to chant at the back of the field. And uh, the interpreter there had said, those people back there are trying to put a curse on the meeting. They're trying to bind the meeting. You ought to be careful, he said. Those were powerful witches. I said, well, okay, we'll deal with them. Don't you worry. When I got up to preach, by the grace of God, the anointing was there. In myself, I wouldn't dream of doing it. But when I got up to preach, I pointed at them and said, in the name of Jesus, I bind you. You will not be able to bind this meeting in Jesus' name. The power of the Holy Spirit's here. God is moving in this place. So I believe we have to face the enemy head on. No matter how hard he hits us, we've got to rise up in faith. Great things are happening today. I don't know whether you heard the report recently, but in Iran, there's quite a revival. Since the pandemic started, and people have not been had not been going out, uh, mostly Muslim people, had not been getting to their mosque, and, and, and people, no matter what religion, haven't been able to go and travel. So because of that, they've been watching Christian television, and they've been watching the various programs on YouTube and, and uh, the various uh, social medias that are now available all over the world. We do that every week. We get feedback from many countries in the Middle East, and especially in Pakistan. But 3,000 a month, was the report, are coming to Christ in Iran. Isn't that marvelous? 3,000 people a month, just during this last month, coming to Christ because they've not been able to go to their normal religious activity and they discover what faith's about. So God is moving and stirring people up in these very days scripture says in Acts 1 8 you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me to the uttermost parts of the earth well we have the Holy Spirit amen I remember as a teenager I grew up on a farm in County Monaghan the youngest of nine of a family we were very poor, no running water, no electricity. When I came home from school, which I walked to, and back every day with my sister, went to school quite a distance away, and when I came home from school, uh, first message was go out on the farm and work for a number of hours and then do your homework. So we had quite a challenging life, and there was no luxuries then. But I began to hear the gospel, not in my own, the Church of Ireland where I went to, unfortunately. They didn't preach salvation there. But we had people called the Faith Mission. How many heard of the Faith Mission? Well, there were faithful, two two lady, pil- they called them the Faith Mission pilgrims. There were two ladies come around together, and they would put up a little portable hall. And sometimes my mother would bring them eggs and things that she would bring to them to help them during the mission. And so we heard the gospel, we heard about the power of the Holy Spirit to a limited degree, but never really heard of the baptism. But then I heard of the baptism and I said to a friend of mine, we used to cycle to meetings, to prayer meetings. And I said to him, I'd love to receive the baptism. And he said, yeah, it is for today. And so he gave me some scriptures. I went to a meeting where they were praying for people to receive the Holy Spirit. And I went forward, I was a teenager, and I said, I really want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I feel a lack, even though I'm a Christian, I can't testify, I'm I'm not really able to, to do anything in terms of evangelism. And so they prayed for me, and I felt absolutely nothing. They prayed and they prayed and they prayed. I'd heard about people having a mighty overflowing experience, but I could feel nothing. So I went back home. My friend who was with me, such a man of faith, he said, oh, you'll probably never receive it now. Uh, He said, you you didn't get anything. Uh, So that really made me more determined than ever. So the next day, I remember working on the farm and driving the tractor, a teenager. And I I decided that I was going to go back to the meeting. But I would fast. So I fasted the next day and I prayed. And I went with my brother to the little meeting again. As soon as he gave an opportunity for the baptism, I went forward. And that night it was totally different. When I was prayed for, it was like being plugged into an electric socket. Electricity threw me. I was saturated. I didn't know what happened, but I was on the floor praying in tongues and and the meeting ended and I was still there and they they were closing the meeting out so they had to lift me I was still drunk speaking in tongues, took me home in the car and I could not stop praying in that heavenly language for several days I was driving the tractor and praying in tongues, I think the neighbours must have heard me, and wonder I had gone insane, but it changed my life forever and the power of the Holy Spirit me such a passion to reach people i began to see miracles happen i felt the electricity in my hands and and when i laid hands on people that got healed it was a mighty experience so i tell you we need to highlight the moving of the holy spirit and believe god for an outpouring in many lives psalms 34 verse 5 says they looked unto him and became radiant And their faces were not ashamed. They looked unto him and were radiant. I asked myself, what am I radiating? Am I radiating hope? Or am I radiating fear, depression? We have every reason to radiate hope. Amen. We should be hope builders. Just a few months back, I felt impressed to ask a number of pastors and leaders to join in what we call encouraging network. Uh, It would mean that a number of pastors would join together and they would pray for each other, pray one for another specifically throughout the week. And that has grown and several have joined us. One, Pastor Henry from Nigeria, who worked with us for years uh, he now lives in Nigeria. he's a, he's a uh, in charge of a university over there. And another uh, was a pastor from Cornwall, David Flanders, another one, uh, very powerful church in Dublin, All Nations Church, uh, John Ahern. and And since we started to do that, things are happening, big time. they're They're telling about things exploding in their churches and more people coming in. Uh, David Flanders, is a pastor in Cornwall, his son had, had been a believer years back but went away from the Lord and he said to us who were praying with, together on the network, would you pray for my son to be brought back? Inside two weeks, two, maybe three weeks, we got a message back from him. His son walked into church which he had not been in for years and wept and repented and was restored and transformed. So when people pray together, things happen. Amen. When we work together, God works. God is moving. People say to me, why are you so optimistic? I said, well, I'm optimistic because God has great plans for our world. And it may look like the world is in the hand of the enemy, but no. Jesus is still Lord. Amen. And I remember in Limerick years ago, I was preaching and I said, your problem is not the problem. It's your attitude to the problem that's the problem. Amen. So you may have problems, but change your focus. Stop looking at the problem and start looking at the promises. Start seeing what God says, and you will see things change. Amen. Amen. Your focus affects your face. So let's radiate something that's alive. Anointing power. You are empowered. You are anointed. Romolo, who is our representative in Italy, he looks after the television programs. We go out on four different stations in Italy four times a week. And it, it's seen in the prisons. Romolo goes into the prisons. And he witnesses to the prisoners, gives them hope builders. But recently, well, over the period of the lockdown, they weren't allowed to go to the prisons. But now, since they opened up again a few months back, he said that he went back in and they were over the moon to see him. He has these, translated these, of course, into Italian. And when he went back in again, those prisoners who he had been ministering to over the moon to see him he said we've been watching your program which he and i he interprets for me and he said we've come to salvation we're changed a number of them have been born again in the prison so the word's working even through the pandemic even through what the enemy meant for evil i tell you people are more hungry than ever i forget the numbers but it's a massive increase and the number of people now uh, seeking help and asking questions uh, all over the world, finding what is going on in our world. And God is going to use us to turn it around for a mighty awakening, a mighty spiritual revival is coming. Amen? So, just to encourage you, I want to come to a close. Time is r- running out. But just remember, don't judge each day on the harvest you reap. Judge each day on the seed you sow. You may not always see harvest day after day, but keep sowing. Don't judge each day on the harvest you reap, but on the seed you sow. And you keep sowing day after day. Make that phone call. Send that text message. Send that email. And if we keep sowing, harvest time's coming. Harvest time's coming. I said, Harvest time's coming. Amen. It's harvest time. And if you've been sowing, just to tell you one situation where was a wonderful miracle happened uh, a man in Nairobi, Kenya, I was asked to go to speak to government members. Just before we had the big crusade, uh, some of the government members asked me to speak on integrity in business, and I searched my heart what I should speak, and I chose the theme, creating a climate for change, and that's what my story was at the business world, uh, because back when we started the nursing homes, there were no nursing homes back in 1960. What, what year was that? 68. 68. Anyway, uh, I spoke about it. I was about to speak to them about this subject, and one of the leaders said, do you remember now you can't preach? You can't preach here because there's Muslims, there's Hindus, there's many different religions here, so don't preach. I said, well, can I share my story personally? Oh, yeah, share your story of your business, your business, And so on. So I went on ahead, shared the story, talked about keys, principles in business and work. And uh, I said, but the greatest change that ever happened was whenever I met Jesus, the Savior. He took the burden off my heart. He touched my life. He healed me when I had TB and depression. Jesus is the Savior. He's the way, the truth, and the life. There was a small group of government leaders, about 60 of them, in the room. I didn't know who they were. So I said, now let's bow our heads. I'm going to give you an opportunity to receive this Jesus. And they did. Eleven hands went up. The very first man on the right over here. He was a Hindu leader, Kamlish Patne. And he was a key man in the city not only in government, but he owned the hotels. He had done many things that was very questionable. had a rather colored reputation. But he was a dedicated Hindu. And uh, anyway, he came forward at the end and was counseled by a, a man with me from Northern Ireland who traveled. And he led him to the Lord, and th- his life was transformed. When the news got out that... Patney had got saved, the media came in and they asked him, What's happened to you? The next day it was on the news, from Hinduism to Christ. It was on the front page of the paper. This man was famous. But anyway, because of the publicity he brought to the mission, we were able to tell about the mission. And that was part of the reason why we had such a huge crowd turned up. So I tell you, God can use unexpected connections. Amen. And I want to encourage you that God Almighty, First Corinthians 2.9, he has prepared for you exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. It says, I have not seen, you have not heard, neither has it entered the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. If you love Jesus, put him first. Don't blend in with the culture. Don't adjust your believing to suit what people think. But stay faithful to the word. God's word prevails over all. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. And God will elevate you higher and higher. If we're prepared, we will see the glory of the Lord. Favor is manifested when preparation and opportunities meet. Favor is manifest where preparation and opportunities meet. So prepare. Expect to be able to lead people to Christ. Expect to meet people in the mall or in the shopping center. Expect to meet people on the streets. People are hungry. You're going to see a big increase in soul winning, an increase in numbers. Yes, it's time for elevation. Preparation for elevation. Amen. Let's stand together, please. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Is there anyone today in this gathering who doesn't know for sure that you're right with God? Is there anyone who doesn't know for sure that if you were to leave this scene of time, you'd be in heaven? Are you sure you have your Sins forgiven? Are you sure you're born again? It's amazing in all kinds of places. People are seeking and ready to come. So if you're not sure, put your hand up where you are. And we will pray with you right now. Let's just close your eyes for a moment. (laughs) Let's just allow the Holy Spirit. Father, thank you that you're here. Thank you, Holy Spirit, you honor your word. You confirm your word with signs following. So, Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you will touch every life, whether it be for healing, salvation, wisdom, guidance, freedom from anxiety, depression, or healing from broken relationships. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You put your hand up if you need healing or salvation. Say, I'm ready to receive. Ready to receive. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. Yes. Yes. You're expecting to receive. God is ready to pour. God bless you. Yes, I see those hands. Get ready to receive. Yes, Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak life, and I send the word of the Lord for healing right now. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their bondages. I command depression and anxiety to leave you right now. In the name of Jesus, I speak healing over your mind, over your heart, over your whole being. God is for you. He loves you way beyond what you'll ever comprehend. So be blessed. Expect doors to open that were closed before. Expect relationships to come together that were not working before. Open doors are opening, yes new opportunities the mantle of anointing coming upon you let the mantle of the holy spirit come down upon every person in this gathering receive be clothed with power in jesus name sickness and disease get out leave in jesus name your trespasser get out in jesus name and i thank you lord i thank you lord for your wonderful presence go ahead and praise him go ahead and give him glory
0: Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.